Hi, folks. Welcome to Thanks for the Knowledge, the weekly news roundup show here at Fanbyte, rounding up the headlines and games and entertainment in one handy podcast. I am your host, head of Fanbyte Media, John Warren. I hope everyone's E3 was pleasant. I'm very tired. I'm also very excited because we got a lot of big announcements this past week. Today's show won't be about those announcements, at least not really. If you want a ton of discussion about all of those announcements, I invite you to check out nights one through four of our E3 coverage over on the Channel F podcast feed. It's almost eight hours of everything you might have missed, like new Elden Ring information, Starfield's debut trailer, Arcane's very cool-looking new game Redfall, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, and much more for the show this week. I'm going to play clean up a bit uh, about what was crucially not at E3 and some other stories that dropped after the conference. So let's get to it. Perhaps the biggest elephant in the room going into E3 uh, was not even in the room at all. Uh, If you recall, the weeks before E3, Bloomberg reported that we were going to uh, hear an announcement about Nintendo's next hardware, a uh, revamped Nintendo Switch with a little bit extra horsepower, uh, slightly bigger and nicer screen, etc., etc. We could have expected that announcement before E3 to give software developers an opportunity to showcase their games specifically for that hardware. That was the working Uh, working theory, at least. Um, We do still believe, based on that reporting, that a uh, a new Nintendo Switch is going to hit shelves at some point this year. However, E3 came and went without any sort of announcement from Nintendo of America or Nintendo Japan about a new Nintendo Switch. In fact, in the lead-up, right before E3, but after this Bloomberg Bloomberg report came out, uh, Nintendo of America Twitter basically said, hey, expect us to talk about software for 40 minutes and that's exactly what they did now they showed us a lot of things that very well could be running on next level hardware like the sequel to breath of the wild which looked wonderful uh and running at a fair clip and some other games but no announcement was made and of course con- it was kind of conspicuous by its absence even though they kind of announced it uh gene park over at the washington post did talk to doug bowser who was the president of nintendo of america and uh and he asked doug about uh the fact that the nintendo switch the new nintendo switch was not announced at e3 or even around it uh there were some interesting quotes from that one so uh, when asked about uh, developing uh, technology and kind of uh, what Japan's stance on developing technology for its consoles is, uh, Doug Bowser says, quote, we are always looking at technology and how technology can enhance gameplay experiences. It's not technology for technology's sake. It's how specifically can technology enhance a gameplay experience? And then where do you apply that technology? Do you want to apply it on current existing hardware or platforms, or do you want to wait for the next platform? And then that's what's the right gameplay and then what's the right gameplay experience with that there's a host of factors that go into it and it's something we're always looking at in quote uh so doug bowser is uh, a smart guy and he's definitely kind of a different executive than reggie fees on me who is happy to be more in front of the camera doing a lot of uh fun media work doug's a little bit more behind the scenes um again do they need to actually announce a new Nintendo Switch right now. Because when you think about it, 
the PlayStation 5 does not have really units on shelves. They're still dealing with the shortage. There is a global shortage of the parts probably necessary to build these new Nintendo Switches. So we don't know if this is behind schedule yet. The Xbox is kind of changing the way that people think about hardware by introducing this ecosystem. And so the Nintendo Switch kind of stands alone as a piece of hardware that's available, that's still selling super well, and has a swath of games that have come out for it in the past year and will come out for it. In fact, almost all of the games that we saw introduced at Nintendo Direct this past week were 2021 releases. The notable exception is, of course, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, uh, which doesn't have an official title yet for reasons that uh, Nintendo says uh, should be, uh, not as to not give away too much of the plot. Anyway, let's set that aside for a second. But Breath of the Wild 2 is going to come out in 2022, so they say most of what they showed this past week is coming out this year. And so Nintendo seems content to just have a lot of software to push to their existing hardware. Now, no reports have come out that said that the Bloomberg reporting is necessarily false or that even the timeline that they put forth in terms of Nintendo releasing the new Switch is this year. No one's really disputed that yet, and even Doug Bowser is not saying that. Um, he went on to say, quote, as we enter into our fifth year, Nintendo Switch is really redefining what a console life cycle can look like and the vibrancy of that overall life cycle with a strong cadence of content. So that really speaks to exactly what I just said. They really, really care about a steady stream of games or maybe less caring about, uh, about actually getting a new hardware out the door. And who could really argue with that? Because they've got 85 million consoles sold as of April, 2021, uh, they've got more games like Mario Kart 8 uh, is still selling like hotcakes for a system. Uh, they're putting out updates for popular games like Super Mario Party. Um, it is pretty wild. Um, Bowser at, at one point in the interview said, uh, quote, at the hub of, of sorry, uh, we view ourselves as an entertainment company that's focused on a very unique entertainment experiences. At the hub of that is our integrated hardware and software model. And that model has allowed us over decades to generate the characters, the deeply immersive worlds in the IP we all know and love so well. But we also know that there's an opportunity to introduce more people to that IP right now, end quote. So they've got mobile games. They've got a console that is selling super well. Um, anyone that is, I think, worried or overly concerned about Nintendo not pulling the trigger on new hardware right now might be missing the point. Now, as I say this coming into the week, the full week after E3, there is every chance in the world that they turn around and, and tell us the price point and the name and the release date of a brand new piece of hardware, because now it seems like everyone is settled into understanding that this uh, announcement is not imminent. So they're always kind of trying to keep us on our toes. Um, However, it doesn't really make a lot of sense that they would really rush into this. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. But Doug Bowser put a button on the uh, talk with Gene Park uh, with by saying, quote, I think it's an exciting time to be part of the gaming business. I really do. We're seeing more and more people engaged in it as part of their primary forms of overall entertainment. We're seeing various ways they can, can engage, whether it's on mobile platforms and on dedicated platforms such as the Nintendo Switch. It's a vibrant industry going forward, end quote. You know, Doug kind of avoided a lot of the direct questions and trying to get, you know, Gene trying to get more uh, information out of him than he was willing to give, which is not super surprising. He's a marketing exec by uh, trade, of course. So uh, that's that's not super surprising. Um, 
But what do you think? I mean, I, I would obviously shell out money for a new Nintendo Switch. I don't think any of the hardware right now, any of the software on the system necessarily needs it. I can imagine one or two games I could use the boost, including um, uh, Warriors of uh, Hyrule, uh, including Breath of the Wild even. Uh, there are games I could use it, but in terms of brand new games that are coming out, nothing we saw in 2021 appeared to be some sort of game, you know, system breaker that would necessitate new hardware. Uh, games like Splatoon 3 and the new Breath of the Wild and uh, uh, notably Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, those games look like they could use an extra boost, especially the the latter, which was really dealing with bad frame rate issues when we saw it for the very first time. Um, now, these games are obviously all targets for next year, so we could see maybe a holiday release for a new piece of hardware that would make two years in a row that we have major hardware releases in the holiday uh, of that year. Uh, but who's to say? Uh, we have no idea how the, the parts shortages have really affected any of this Nintendo Switch uh, production. We really don't know a whole lot of details except for what these uh, these vague reports have uh, have mentioned coming out of Bloomberg and a couple other outlets. Uh, anyway, we're going to pay, obviously, very close attention to the story. going to track down leads if we can, maybe get some interviews. Um, it's it's definitely, I think, one of the developing stories of the year. And I, uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be keeping an eye on this one. But of course, an E3 came and went without any sort of Nintendo hardware announcement moving on from uh unannounced hardware we know exists somewhere in the world to hardware we know exists but is extremely hard to find uh, sony is currently looking for ps5 owners to test out upcoming features of their software uh in a post on playstation blog senior vice president of playstation platform experience uh, hideaki nishino explained the company is looking to test changes made to the PlayStation 5 platform as part of a major system update. So PSN users, if you're interested in being part of the program, you have to be 18 years or older, be in the U.S., Canada, Japan, the U.K., France, or Germany. You can register at a software beta comp, uh, program. There's a link on our website. Uh, the wonderful Ken Shepard uh, wrote up this piece for us over there. Thank you so much. Uh, the, uh, the All the correspondence between you and, the, uh, and Sony is going to have to be in English or Japanese, so you have to be aware of that. Uh, it's a funny thing to be uh, part of a beta test program for uh, system hardware for a system that is hard to find. That's probably why they've made this announcement to the special few that have gotten their hands on a PlayStation 5 uh, so they can test the software, make them feel special without calling attention to the fact that there have been shortages since November. And also, it doesn't seem like, based on reports we've heard, that we're any closer to actually fixing the shortage. And so it's kind of an interesting, interesting program. Anyway, uh, if you're interested in that, you can, again, check out the links on our website. Uh, thanks again to Ken Shepard. Speaking of PlayStation and PSN, you still might have noticed that they took it off the store. That's right. They took it off the store. The Cyberpunk 2077 has been off of the PlayStation store for quite some time after being removed for its buggy and unfinished state uh, when it was released back in 2020. Uh, it was full of bugs, full of issues. Base PlayStation 4 was really, really rough. Uh, there is a major patch being dropped, 1.2 live. Uh, 1.23, it's live now. Uh, the patch notes are super lengthy, a lot of uh, quest fixes. 
a lot of PC and Xbox specific changes, but there are a lot of changes coming to the PlayStation 4. Uh, a lot of things are being taken out of the base PlayStation 4 game, like a lot of pedestrian traffic and uh, driving traffic and things like that in order to make the game run better. Uh, they still recommend that you play on a PlayStation 4 Pro or PlayStation 5. They recommend it. So you'll still run it into technical issues if you play this on a base PlayStation 4. Again, the PlayStation 5 version of this game is just playing the PlayStation 4 game. The, the next-gen version of Cyberpunk 2077 was supposed to happen at some point this year, and they've kind of moved the mark uh, vaguely every few months, it seems like, uh, and I believe that is now in 2022 when they think that version is going to drop. They're focusing right now a lot of patches, a lot of fixes, and some minor content updates to a uh, already pretty beefy game. Uh, all of these changes are to say that once the the patch goes live and 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 all those fixes uh, take root and it's proven that it's stable, the game will actually return to the storefront, the PlayStation storefront, on June 21st. So maybe by the time you're even listening to this episode, you will be able to uh, download Cyberpunk 2077 if you already haven't done that. So. Yeah, that's a pretty big one. Uh, they, it looks like they're finally fixing some issues that uh, uh, are, are long-standing. We've talked about this game uh, a lot. Uh, we've talked about it on 99 Potions, our RPG podcast. We've talked about it. We've There's a review up for the game uh, uh, on our podcast as well. That was a lot of fun to record. It was super long. This is a game that a lot of us over at fanbyte.com, we actually played a lot. And like some of us even kind of liked what we played when it worked. But there are big, big, big issues with this game in terms of tone, in terms of depth of the gameplay and things like that. It will be interesting to see if it gets some sort of second look, uh, especially if these fixes really are, uh, are as they say they are. So we will be keeping an eye on that for sure. If Xbox is more your speed, uh, this past week they held a extended uh, showcase, a little bit like the Nintendo Direct folks do the Treehouse Direct right after the show. Uh, one presentation was not enough, so they did an Xbox extended showcase. Uh, I won't go over everything. They mostly went over things that they uh, showed off in their original, which you can, of course, hear over on our, uh, I believe, our night two wrap-up show over on the Channel F podcast feed. Uh but they showed off big games like Halo Infinite, Forza Horizon 5. A game that was actually pretty absent from the showcase uh, over E3 was Hellblade 2, Sinuous Saga. So Ninja Theory did show off some concept footage as well as some behind-the-scenes look at the development of the upcoming game. Uh, there was some motion capture that they also uh, took some footage of to get folks ready for uh, this brand-new game. Uh, I'm sure it's going to look great. Uh, that that original trailer is still really metal. You should go look up, look that uh, look that trailer up. Uh, in terms of games, Tim Schafer came on to talk about Psychonauts Two. It looks great. Uh, Stalker Two uh, got a release date April twenty eighth of twenty twenty two. It's it's uh, Playtale Innocence is getting a four K uh, uh, ultra high def uh, version of the game uh, for Xbox Series X. Uh, that is ahead of its sequel coming out, which was announced this past week. So 
that's big news. Maybe the biggest original news uh, from the showcase itself is that the Xbox Design Lab is actually back. So if you recall the Xbox One controller, you can go in and design your own color scheme. You can even do a little bit of an engraving at the base of the controller, uh, do a lot of fun stuff with your controller, order it custom, uh, and for a bit of a premium price, you can get your own custom controller sent to you direct from Microsoft. They they closed that program down ahead of the Xbox Series X and S, and now they're reopening it for Xbox Series X and S controllers. Uh, I've played with this the design lab a bit. It's pretty robust. It's pretty fun. Uh, if you watch the actual showcase itself, uh, uh, Paris, one of the hosts of the show, uh, clowned on Khalif. We love Khalif Adams, host of Spawn on Me, part of the Fanbyte Podcast Network. Uh, he actually wrote, Ka can't cook. That's a really long running joke between those two. It was so unbelievably funny to see that on xbox's official showcase uh we've been laughing about it for a few days anyway you can go to the xbox website and design your controller right now uh and it's it's pretty cool uh there have been some technical issues with the site uh i and chris plant over at polygon uh, we both had issues actually getting an order to go through we were both refunded immediately uh, when we tried again immediately it worked so if there might just be some demand and website issues going on because I think there was a lot of demand, especially this week. If you have some issues with it, I'm sure they'll clear up. Uh, but yeah, that we did have some issues. So just as a forewarning, but yeah, that was really the big original news that came out of that showcase, the extended showcase, at least, uh, you didn't miss much. If you already caught the, uh, the E3 Xbox Bethesda joint conference. Uh, but yeah, Finally, if we are to believe Epic Data, a website uh, collecting metadata from the Epic Games Store, then PlayStation's uh, console exclusive, at least so far, Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to come to PC. We believe that's going to happen uh, around December. Uh, We also believe, just from exclusivity deals past, that it'll probably be out on Xbox as well. But what we believe now, based on this data, is that the Epic Games Store will be getting PlayStation-exclusive Final Fantasy VII Remake at some point this year. Uh, We don't know yet if the PC version will be the upgraded PlayStation 5 version that just came out, the integrated version with DLC and photo mode and bells and whistles like that. We just have no idea yet. But uh, this would be the first indication that the PlayStation exclusivity is coming to an end and they have plans to put it on other consoles. Uh, but yeah, uh, that integrate expansion is really cool. Uh, if you haven't played it on PlayStation five yet, a bunch of us have been checking it out. Playing as Yuffie feels great. It's a really nice, uh, supplemental story to the original kind of gives you a sense of where things might be going next, not to give too much away. Uh, there's also a new mini game, uh, based on the Fort Condor, uh, strategic tactical battle experience that you could do in the original game. Uh, they've really expanded that and made that really fun and kind of play more like a, uh, uh, uh like a card deck, like a deck builder, which is like super, super fun. I'm kind of addicted to it, maybe too addicted to it, maybe as addicted to it as I was Blitzball when Final Fantasy X came out. Who's to say? But uh, yeah, a lot of us here like the Integrate DLC. Uh, but yeah, we just don't know if it's going to be out on the Epic Game Store. So yeah, 
But that's what's going on this week. Uh, there was a lot to clean up after E3, uh, but uh, we we had some really good 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 announcements, big announcements, stuff that kind of just missed the cutting room floor. Uh, we still don't know a lot of things about some big things uh, that we know uh, exist out there in the world. We just um, don't know when or where they're coming. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of what makes this an exciting time. Uh, hot game summer 2021 doesn't end with our E3 coverage, of course. So keep an eye on everything here. And now we should catch you up on what's coming up this upcoming week. So we caught you up with everything that happened just recently in the past. But what about what's coming up in the future? What's coming up in the next week? Well, we have some game releases. The, the, the week of E3 was pretty slow with game releases. You might understand that. We did have some surprises with like Wave Break and Among Us uh, on the Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One. Don't know if you missed that. Jedi Fallen Order got an X-Gen update on June 11th. Not sure if you caught that as well. Uh, but this coming week, this week right now, uh, there are some pretty major releases. There's Dark Alliance. Uh, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. That's June 22nd. Uh, Ender Lilies, Quietus of the Nights is a Switch and PC release. That's June 22nd. Lego Builder's Journey on Switch and PC. That was uh, a, a part of the Wholesome Games Showcase, uh, in case you caught that. That's out on June 22nd. Uh, the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, the official video game that comes with a Sonic suit. I don't think you can play as Sonic, but there's a Sonic suit. That's PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia in PC. It's June 22nd. Uh, Worms Rumble, which we saw a bit in the Nintendo uh, showcase, the Nintendo Direct showcase at E3. That's out on Switch on June 23rd. Uh, Alex Kidd and Miracle World DX, PlayStation 5, 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. That's June 24th. I expect some coverage on that game from us over at fanby.com. Keep your eyes peeled. Uh, Legend of Mana gets a facelift PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC on June 24th. Rogue Book is a PC release on June 24th. The Eternal Castle Remastered is out on PlayStation 5 and 4 on June 24th. And then we have some uh, uh, some pr- three big releases on June 25th. So there's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, uh, a fantastic, faithful, and wonderful reimagining of the original Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Uh, you can already play that on uh, uh, Xbox One and uh, PlayStation 4, I believe, uh, as well as PC, but now it's out on Switch on the 25th of June. Scarlet Nexus, the big uh, beefy anime action game uh, from uh, Bandai Namco, uh, that is PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, And finally, Mario Golf Super Rush, a game that I am super excited about, uh, comes out on Switch on June 25th. That game's got like a story mode. It's got like speed golf. You can play as the big bomb from Mario 64. There's just a lot of cool stuff from this that makes it look uh, pretty special in comparison to the previous attempts at doing uh, Mario sports. 
So I'm super excited about that. Uh, on the website side, uh, expect a new first bite uh, this week. Uh, Funky Joseph does a wonderful job putting those video previews together. Uh, that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, expect some follow-ups from E3. Uh, we we did get some appointments kind of after the show, uh, some first looks and some things uh, that we're super excited to show you all. So keep your eyes peeled uh, at fanbite.com. Um, in terms of uh, podcasts, uh, you can, of course, expect Friends Reunion. That's our Monday show. Uh, uh, Fernando Praches' wonderful MMA show. Um, uh, best camp of my uh, best camp of my life is is the I don't know my, my favorite MMA show. If you know if you want to know anything about that sport, uh, she is a really really great host. Uh, we have a new episode of that like we do every week. Uh, you love to see it is doing its beach uh, beach month, which is so so much fun. Uh, we just did weekend at Bernie's. Uh, this week is going to be really fun as well. Um, yeah, we corner three is a basketball podcast comes out every Friday afternoon. Uh, we are going to be uh, doing an episode of that over on uh, Spotify Green Room, actually. So there's going to be a live component to that episode this week. So catch up with us. I think we're going live at about 2.15 Pacific on Friday, uh, Friday the 25th. So come join us for that. Um, yeah, we've just got a lot of podcasts. You can check out all of them at podcastnet.work. We're also going to be at PAX West in person. So if you enjoyed our E3 coverage, uh, you'll probably really enjoy our PAX West coverage because we're all going to be together again. Most of us have not seen anybody on the team since PAX East 2020. Uh, that was a very long time ago. That was back in February of 2020. Uh, we all miss each other dearly, and we're finally going to be all in one place again. It's a super exciting time for us. So, uh, yeah, so that's what's going on on the site. A lot of stuff happening uh, in the games world as well. Uh, definitely expect some playthroughs of Mario Golf Super Rush over on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash fanbite. And, uh, yeah, that's what you can expect uh, for this upcoming week. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, thank you so much for joining us at home. If you were with us for all of our E3 coverage, thank you so much. If you liked what you saw and heard, please tell your friends about it. Uh, the more folks check out our stuff, the better. We think we're doing some of the best coverage out there. Uh, I hope you agree. Uh, if you want to uh, hang out in a very cool Discord, we have one. It's great. You can go to fanbyte.casa. That is fanbyte.casa. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Floppy Adult. If you want to follow my wonderful producer, Paul Tamayo, you can do so over at Paul and Mayo. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we we did a ton of coverage for E3. We're, we're sleepy. We're going we're gonna to take it pretty easy over the next couple days. Uh, but we're going to be back next week with a brand new episode and a brand new interview uh, that I'm very excited to share with you. Uh, we'll also be at PAX West this year, so please uh, support us. Uh, we love your support. Um, thank you so much for everything you've done so far, and until next week, you're welcome. You're welcome.